Hello and welcome to The Rotary Room, a podcast sharing the stories of Rotarians. I'm your host, Rotarian, Scout Simons. Hello and welcome to The Rotary Room. Today we have a special guest and her name is Sadea Marate. Welcome, Sadea. So much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Now, We've got a lot to talk about because your Rotary resume is very long. (laughs) And I'm so excited to hear about all the youth programs that you're involved in. But first, can you just tell everyone a bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I have actually been um, both a participant of a fair few Rotary youth programs um, and I'm now a Rotarian myself. Um, I am a chemical engineer but currently work in government and yeah I really enjoy just problem solving working um, and volunteering and getting involved with like good social causes. Perfect so that leads us into a good segue of how did you even get into Rotary? So that's a great question and my first introduction to Rotary Um, was actually from a recommendation from a friend of mine who I used to do dance with. So one day um, on Sunday dance class, she was doing the pony dance and those (laughs) NYSFers out there will know exactly what I'm talking about um, in an Indian dance class, may I add, to which I was like, "What what is this all about? Tell me all about it. And she raved about National Youth Science Forum. Um, And so that was the hook. Um, I kind of went cool I want to go to that too I love science I want to know what I want to do with science sign me up Um, and that's how I was introduced to a Burwood Rotary um, and Fred Walker actually um, who at the time as as well as a few other Rotarians were on the interview panel for Um, National Youth Science Forum. Perfect and so how old were you when you went to the National Youth Science Forum? So that was the um, end of year 11, beginning of That's year right. 12. Yeah. Okay, right. perfect. So when you went through your interview process, was there any inclination of like, what does Rotary do? Did you have any idea what Rotary was other than they're going to sponsor me for this awesome science program that my friend really recommended and loved and did this crazy dance? So I recognise the sign. Um, yes. I've definitely okay. seen the Rotary wheel out and about. Yep. Completely honestly, um, aside from that, I had no clue. I'd vaguely heard of them and I only found this out recently that my parents, when they first migrated to Australia, um, had been recommended a Rotary contact as just a, you are new immigrants to a brand new country. Um, Here is a contact of someone who might be able to assist or help out. But I only really discovered this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about about my rotary journey so, oh my god I love that did they ever did your family ever contact the person or you haven't really talked about so, it no I don't think they did at the okay. time but um it was really fun connecting the dots and realizing Absolutely. that while I may have never heard of rotary my parents still had that link yes um, yeah from when they first migrated to Australia in 1991 I love that okay so so you went to NYSF and then what? So I had the time of my life. It was the best two weeks. I met my people. They loved yes. science. Um, 
um, I got a little bit exposed to Rotary because we had a Rotary mum and dad at NYSF um, and we had a billet family. So again, it's, I think sometimes my networks with Rotary have been very serendipitous in that um, the billet family Rotarians that I stayed with, the um, couple, the, the male actually had gone to the same high school as I was going to. Oh, wow. Like many, many decades before when it was at yeah. boys high school and I was going to it as a co-ed. So I, again, mm-hmm. found that really like oh, coincidental. Um, I came back and I gave a bit of a, um, this is how, my experience and this is why I had the most amazing two weeks. And um, Fred kind of went, I think you'd be a fantastic candidate for Rotary Youth Exchange. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I went from one thing to another without, again, really knowing uh, what Rotary did or how, um, I guess, the, the broad range of youth activities that were involved um, and then just had this other fantastic opportunity presented right in front of me. So how was Switzerland? It was insane. Honestly, it's probably still one of the best years of my life. Yes. Um, It is so unique to be able to have the opportunity to experience a completely different culture, Mm -hmm. uh, live with a family that takes you in both arms and treats you as their own child. And really just, it's like you wake up and you have a dream and you go, okay, I'm going to try what happened if I was in Switzerland for a year and grew up in this scenario and let's give it a shot. And that's Mm. how it felt like. So just phenomenal. Um, Yeah. On so many levels, on the cultural level, I love languages. So on the language level, I did extension German. And um, so that was just perfect because I could line that up with going over there and immersing myself. Um, And I think that's the best way to learn a language is just travel, live, speak, um, yeah, absorb it. And yeah, it opened my world to, it opened my eyes to a really, like, these are all the opportunities and possibilities out there. Um, Yeah, perspective. So you did NYSF year 11. So year 12 was Switzerland. So I went, I finished year 12 and back then you could do um, exchange after year 12. Oh, very cool. Okay. Love that. Yeah. I finished year 12 and then I actually had that hard, uh, I had that hard decision point to go straight to uni or to go to exchange. Yes. Um, Very grateful to my parents. I actually got a co-op scholarship at the end of year 12. And so I gave that up and they were supportive (gasps) of me to do that. Oh, Wow. It's like you had so many opportunities, which one to choose. Yeah. And sometimes those ones are the hardest ones because, Mm. I mean, when you get older, I think you realise you have so that the, like you do tend to get lots of opportunities, but Mm. you have to pick the ones that are right for you. And for me, just taking a break after school and immersing myself in that exchange was the best thing I could have ever done. So you come back to Australia after Switzerland and I've heard from a lot of different um exchange um participants and they always find it really hard coming back but so what happened when you came back so it's funny you say that because it's true like you've changed you've grown yes exposed to the this whole new world and way of living and culture and I remember I think lying on my bed that first night and just going 
wow, is this just me? Has this actually happened? Was it just a dream? Mm. How does this fit in with where I go next? Um, at the same time, my parents actually had hosted some exchange students. Oh, fabulous. So they got a really great experience in a, um, a, I'm an only child. So they only had a girl to deal with before. Um, (laughs) They had some fantastic experiencing uh, experiences in having a son and one from a different culture, which was, yeah, really, really great. Um, And I think that was really helpful for them to grow through the year that I did too. So it it was exactly during the time you were away. Oh, I love that. That's so interesting. Yeah, absolutely. So they didn't feel like empty nesters for too long. Um, And that, yeah, I felt like we were on that journey together. Um, And I deferred my university. So I Mm. was going to study chemical engineering. I was quite fortunate. I actually got that scholarship again. (gasps) It was the best of both worlds. Wow. Yeah, I came back ready to start uni. um, And that would have been 2008 or seven. I I should forget my years now. I think it was... (laughs) I think it was 2008 is when I started university. Okay. Are you still in contact with the Swiss family and vice versa with the, the yeah. guy that came to your house? Absolutely. So my Swiss families, I'm very much in contact with. They, I recently got married um, last year and they yeah. would have, if it wasn't for oh, COVID, absolutely made the wedding. Oh. A beautiful gift. So I have a cowbell, which is fully ingrained, life-size from Switzerland um, oh, as a little memorable. And I actually went back in 2015, which would have been um, quite like many years after. So um, at, to visit them and stay with them for three weeks before um, yeah, starting a new job. Oh, fantastic. That's so great. Yeah. And so through the, you've come back from exchange and started university. Have you gone back to the Rotary Club that, that has kind of helped you on this journey? Like you, what's happened with Fred Walker? What, where are we at? Yeah. So they've really like um, been through this whole, they've kind of seen my youth development, I'd like to say, because I've come back and then, so I've come back from NYSF saying how amazing it was. I've then come back from exchange, having gotten a range of new different skills, a lot Mm. more confidence. And I think some of those Rotarians in the room kind of went, was this the girl that we sent on exchange coming back? Wow, she's transformed. Um, and as it happens, and as I was speaking, right after my presentation, I had um, one of the uh, road directors at the time, Kate Gornford, come up to me and say, I think you'd really like to get involved with Roadract. And we have a Roadract club around the corner. <laughs> Why don't you come and say hi at one of our meetings? And did you have any idea what Roadract was? So aside from the fact that now I'd been to a fair few Rotary meetings because of exchange. Yes. So I knew by now I knew what Rotary did. I'd gotten, had my okay. experience and that I'd uh, been to Rotary clubs overseas as well. I think the best way that she described it to me is it's kind of like all of the fantastic service and volunteer work that Rotary does, but also with people your age um, with a lot of fun as well. Yeah. And so you ended up going? So I did. Um, the very first meeting, um, I tend to, but traditionally I'm quite a shy person. Okay. And so I sometimes find it quite daunting to come go to a first meeting of these things because you don't know anyone. Totally. 
Um, you have no idea what you're getting in, into, but they were fantastic in that they were really welcoming. Yeah. Um, and those friends that I that came out of that very first Rotary, Rotary Club um, for me have been absolutely lifelong friends. Um, so Liam and Anna, they recently emceed at my wedding. And oh, wow. Those, again, back a solid. Um, so that would have been what since 2008 is when I started Rotaract. Wow. I love that because it's been like a continued connection throughout your whole rotary journey. And yeah. that the people that have been at each step are still with you now. And I and, think that's yeah. the magic at such exactly. the magic of rotary and that the people that you meet in these various programs are people that share the same values and um, interests and they're just your people. Exactly. Love it. Okay. So where are we at now? So you said you're a Rotarian. What's your current role club? Where are you at with Rotary? Yeah, sure. So I, um, I spent actually probably around 10 years with um, Rotaract till I was reaching around 30. And I was quite fortunate because I traveled quite a lot with my work. And so every time I went to a new state, I found a new Rotaract club and made new friends. Um, and so now I've kind of done all that and I landed back in Canberra and I'm with the Rotary Social Impact Network, which is an e-club. Okay, cool. Um, it had a lot of members that I'd known as Rotaractors oh. throughout my journey. And um, I was really looking for something that um, was slightly different to the traditional Rotary model. Um, that would fit in with still doing um, like the wonderful volunteer work and service projects and being connected to the Rotary values, but worked for my lifestyle. Love it. Where is your club, the Rotary, what are we, Rotary Social Impact Network? So what what's the current demographics and how many members, like what's your club at the moment? How's it going? So we're, uh, I don't actually know the full number of members, so I might have to get work around that one. Um, so cool. we're a pretty young club. We're between um, our 20s, 30s um, to late 30s age group. Um, we're spread out pretty much all around um, the world. So we've got members from Australia. We've got members um, from Germany. We've got members oh, wow. from Africa. We've all been kind of connected in um, either through friends of friends or being involved in Rotary um, in other forms. And many of us still have really good, um, I guess, community or local Rotary connections as well. Um, so I was quite involved with um, the Brindabella Rotaract Club and I'm quite familiar with a lot of the Rotarians around Canberra. And I've been able to still maintain those ties while still being involved in an e-club. Um, and yeah, connect with a whole lot of different people as well. And so how do you, how do you get around with an e-club and like being so diverse in location? When do you meet? So our model is quite different in that we really use Teams as the main collaboration platform. 
Mm -hmm. um, we have a few different ways that you can meet for different purposes. So we've got our monthly catch-ups, which tend to have a guest speaker. And so we have an online meeting um, and they normally present and we'll, um, that will vary once a month at a fixed time. Um, we also have things like book clubs. So we have a book that we read and all come together for, for the one, people that are interested in book lovers um, once every two months. We've got some smaller project teams. So we've got, um, we had a team recently that was involved in the Plastic Free July um, initiatives and they kind of grouped together and shared learnings and had keynote speakers on that, but also not necessarily always meeting face-to-face. -face. We sometimes mm. use um, Teams channels and um, like threads for that. We sometimes use Facebook pages for that. It's really trying to figure out what best suits um, your lifestyle and way to connect. Um, we have a coffee roulette and that's 15 minutes that we um, yeah, catch up with another member within our uh, club. And that's, again, up to you and the person that you're catching up with and tends to be the resume call or with my Germany friend. I've done voice messages before because we just couldn't get the times right. So we did a, a backwards and forwards voice memo for a little bit. <laughs> I love it. And I think that is the future of Rotary. The traditional model for a lot of people these days doesn't suit. And for some, it still does. I mean, I, I'm at a traditional club and I go weekly and I we're in person most of the time, you know, we're a bit hybrid at the moment, but I definitely think the adaptability of clubs at the moment is, is really fabulous. Yeah. And I think it goes a long way because I guess we all are short of time um, mm. and everybody has different needs. And so being able to have the tech that supports the flexibility means that you can still be involved depending on where you like what, where you are in your life, whether it be because you've got other commitments going on or mm. for me at times it's been, I was in um, regional remote Western Australia and it, there wasn't necessarily an easy club for me to get access to just because yeah. of the location when I was working there. So an e-club at that point would have been incredible. Perfect. Mm. So this is a good segue to the future of Rotary. What are kind of your hopes or do you have different aspirations for what you'd like to do within Rotary? Yeah, so I'm really excited about the future of Rotary because I think we're at a point at the moment in the world where there is a lot of really um, exciting challenges and opportunities um, that as Rotarians we can really have a, a significant impact in. So um, especially around the climate and environmental space, I'm really excited to see Rotary um, step up. And I think there's a lot of experts and a lot of um, volunteers that are really keen to make a difference and make an impact. And as an organisation, Rotary has those links, not just locally, but globally, that when you align those priorities, you can really make a substantive impact at a global scale. Um, I'm kind of excited about just exploring a lot of these different models as well. Mm. Um, and really in that inclusion and diversity space and trying to find a place for as a Rotarian and a model and a club that works for the individual. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily um, always going to be easy for some clubs because it might require some significant change. 
Mm-hmm. But as Rotarians, I think we're really good at um, problem solving and creative thinking and um, like also just listening. And yeah. I think Rotarians can totally, um, yeah, take that on as a new and exciting future and things to consider. Love it. And so what has been your favourite project so far? So for me, um, that's a really hard question. There are so many <laughs> projects that I've worked on. But today I think I'm going to talk to you a little bit about um, the, one of the most recent ones because it's also coming up again, um, mm. which is for District 9685. Um, last year during COVID, we um, redesigned our Ripen. Mm-hmm. And we um, made it into a virtual ripen program over two weeks. And I know youth programs especially have taken a real hit mm. um, during the pandemic because the way that they were run really involved on face-to-face um, involvement. And for me, Rotary's youth programs have really shaped who I am as an individual. Um, so I really enjoyed um, working with a bunch of like-minded um, young um, individuals, many either Rotarians or some of them um, alumni through the youth programs to kind of come together and design a program that was fit for purpose um, in a virtual format. And we had so much fun as facilitators just going, okay, what are the outcomes that we really want to push forward and how do we do that? in um yeah putting forward this virtual ripen program and and which just happened to be the way that things are at the moment we're really looking forward to running that program again um in 2022 because unfortunately um in new south wales it's not looking like we can have a face-to-face um component of ripen this year either and when's it supposed to take place so it will be taking place in January in two weeks time but I can't oh my goodness it is it's not very far off so this year we've tweaked it again um and we're doing a weekend long program and that's something that I really do um I think that's something that's great is to be able to kind of review and revise and Mm -hmm. improve and so we were able to take last year's program get some feedback from the kids figure out how it went and then apply it to this year's um so yeah, um, it's not very far at all. It's I think I can actually look that up, but I it's in a couple of weeks' time. Fabulous. Well, I wish you all the best for your virtual ripen. And just to finish us off, if you were to come across like your younger self now and try to explain what Rotary is, because like you said, lots of people have seen the wheel. They know it means good. They associate the wheel with good things. Mm. But what is it? What is Rotary? So I'd probably tell my youngest self that it is full of opportunities. So if you are looking to grow and develop both in yourself, um, in your own personal leadership, and also just really enjoy service and giving back to others, ask more questions and see how you can get involved. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Sadea. It's been a pleasure. I wish you lived in Sydney because then I would hunt you down and make you join my club so we could be friends. (laughs) No, that sounds great. And look, I think 
regardless of where we're located these days, it's so great to be able to work together and work exactly. on partnerships. So it's been a fantastic to have this conversation with you and yeah, look forward to being in touch. Brilliant. Thank you so much. You've been listening to The Rotary Room. See you next time. Yeah.